There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with us tonight, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. My pronouns are anything that you decide to call me. Josh. Hi, my pronouns are he, him, and it's great out here. And Matthew. Hello, everyone. I'm playing Professor Gunderson, and our pronouns are he, him. All right. Um, well, I say we get right into it, Matthew. Do you have uh, your show notes from last week? On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, at the behest of Alexander Skarsgård, Deandra has returned to her alma mater, Brown Community College in Carthago, Rhode Island. She discovers that there have been a significant number of missing persons who disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Deandra attends a faculty meeting that evening where, kidna where the kidnappings are discussed. Uh, she meets with Professor Dennis Gunderson, a mad scientist she discredited in the past. When they leave the meeting, they come across Avril Harley, a student who has been missing for over a year. They try to bring Avril back to the lab to make sure she's okay, but she attacks them. An athlete from the school, Skip Martin, sees this happening and tackles Avril, turning her into a pile of mulch. Skip! Who's Skip? Spin! Spin! Spin. The other four-letter S verb. An athlete from the school, Spin Martin, sees this happening and tackles Avril. Uh, yeah, turning her into a pile of bulge. Sorry, it it was it was bad brain. It's okay. Listen, there are a bunch of four-letter verb names. I got three of the four Truly, letters yeah, right, and honestly. I feel like that's a problem. Okay, so funny story. I was editing it earlier today, and I was cracking up <laughs> at the fact that <laughs> Alex was like, "So wait." Uh, my character grew up on the West Coast, but then went to the East Coast to go to community college. And I was like, yes. And and you spent four years there. That was really funny. I was really excited about the, uh, the four-year plan at the community college. <laughs> so they have dorms, right? Or is she just living out in town? Uh, we'll, we'll get into that story. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in, in your backstory with... Deandra and, and Professor Gunderson and, and kind of how that went down, you know, all those years ago. So the three of you are together. We're going to pick up right at, after we left the last episode. The three of you are outside of the DJ Poly D Center for the Sciences building. Yes. And the 
woman that was following you to your building, uh, I believe who he called Avril Harvey, decomposed. Uh, Avril Harley, I apologize, okay. yes. Avril Harley. Uh, decomposed after spin kind of like shin kicked it off of Professor Gunderson. So the three of you are sitting there on the ground and there is just like this pile of just earth and that is all that is left behind. What would you like to do? I'm going to pick up the old doc here and I'm going to reach my arm out and my hand out and be like, hey doc, didn't know you were getting in fights with potpourri tonight. <laughs> uh, spin. It's good to see you. Alright. I had the had the wind knocked out of me. Oh, it's happened to me plenty of times, and, bud. And I'll get I'll get right back down like on my knees and I'll start like scooping up some of the mulch and like putting it in my pocket. Nice, nice, nice. I'm gonna go help Deandra up now. Hey Doc, who's your friend? Oh. Thank thank you. Friend? You think she is my friend? I mean, you were walking together. She's merely an acquaintance. Well, more than an acquaintance, but not a friend. Did you have anything to do with turning this girl into plant bits? Gunderson. You, you've already asked me that, and I said no. I had no idea what was going on. I have no idea why these people are missing. However, I am now very intrigued by what just happened before us here. Yeah. And Spin, thank you. If you had not arrived, then I would have had to have resorted to some especially interesting sciences. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Spin? Spin, is it? Uh, yeah, Spin Martin. Good to be both of you. Uh, or you, anyway, but good to be here to help you, Doc. Uh, yes, yeah, Spin is my confidant. That's nice thing you said all week. Uh, hey, I, I, well, I came here because uh, I wanted to ask questions because my friends are going to the woods to look for missing people. Right now? Yeah. And I came here to see if you had any, like, ideas or, like, tools. Well, perhaps if we analyze the sample back at the lab, we may learn of what is going on here. Sounds good to me. I can help. I begrudgingly offer an invitation back to my space uh, Deandra if you wish to join us Ye yeah what's what's Deandra's last name I don't think we ever came up with one I, I, I feel like I feel like Professor Gunderson's the kind of person who would be like <laughs> go absolutely be like calling you by your last name uh I don't have one for her what's a good last name for her We'll cross that bridge when we get there again. Okay. <laughs> Tompkins. Deandra. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Tompkins. Deandra Tompkins. Sarah Tompkins. Deandra Tompkins. Yep. Deandra Tompkins. <laughs> Not ever. <laughs> Miss Tompkins. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Tompkins is good. Um, Yeah. Okay. I'm interested to see what's going on here as well. So, the three of you enter into the science building and the first floor is uh, fairly normal. Um, hallways, you know, clustering of classrooms. Um, but you take what looks like a very intricate metal staircase, a stairway, uh, and you ascend to the second floor, which is uh, Professor Gunderson's kind of like office and, you know, private area. 
And uh, it, Matthew, if you want to kind of describe what these two floors, the second and third floor, is like for us. Yeah, so the uh, the laboratory, uh, it's, uh, it is elevated, which is totally not safe, but uh, it was the space that was given to the professor in exchange for his, uh, his sciencing. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it is, uh, let's see here. It has uh, a couple of rooms. Uh, the, the bottom floor is like uh, a, a fabrication workshop uh, where he does the sciences. It's, it's not that it's open to the public, but it, is, it does have more space allocated to it. And uh, the second floor has a, which is uh, accessed via a metal spiral staircase, has an examination room where uh, analysis can be done on uh, anything that's brought in. Now, of course, Professor Gunderson cannot do this alone, so he has his own personal minions that support him, uh, which he refers to as the Nuggets or the Nuggies. <laughs> uh, to describe them, they are they are shapes of what look like maybe flesh. Uh, they have eyes. They have a mouth. They have kind of noodly arms and legs that end in what I call Mickey Mouse gloves, and for all intents and purposes, because I said it in the chat earlier, they wear clogs. They're no taller than like three and a half feet, and they speak in a way that only uh, Professor Gunderson knows or is able to understand. Are these things just kind of like running around freely, like observable? They're sciencing with the professor. <laughs> right, but like. Are, are they immediately obviously as we walk into the room? Yes. I, I should also say that, like, the the laboratory is off limits except to uh, Professor Gunderson's trusted uh, peoples. Have I come across the Nuggies before, or is this a new development in Professor Gunderson's uh, sciencing? We didn't go into too much detail into what... Uh, Deandra did, but my my I would prefer for funsies that you have not seen them before. Okay. You knew you knew that he was messing around with like bioengineering, mm -hmm. but uh, you didn't know necessarily that he had created life. Right. It's probably pretty rare for students to also go to the second and third floors without, like, Professor Gunderson's express, like, invitation. I have locks on the doors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, now, are, are they, like, running around, like, you know, what, what, or are they, like, methodical? Like, are they, like, sciencing, or are they, they just, have like, directions. crazy creatures? I left a note creatures. on the fridge, Okay. The note on the fridge says what they're supposed to be doing. What does the note say? Oh, yeah. they, they keep things tidy and clean. Okay, okay. <laughs> Make sure all the tools are where they're supposed to be. So at this point, the three of you have been made aware, obviously, of these missing students. Um, this has been happening for a little while now, and there are numerous students missing. And now you have just had a altercation with this for lack of a better term, like a plant creature uh, that looked like or was uh, Avril Harley. Um, and Professor Gunderson has 
a small sample of that mulch that was left over. So at this point, I would suggest one of us doing an investigative mystery role, or unless Professor Gunderson has maybe something specific that he could utilize uh, in this I situation. Do. And with the so with the examination room, I'm able to find out more about creatures by taking them apart. Should you spend time uh, quality time with a minion or a piece of the monster you are currently hunting, take plus one forward to investigate a mystery. Okay, great, great. So let's go ahead and do that. I like that they said quality time with a minion. That's really cute. Read a minion a bedtime story. Get plus one. No, no, no with with them, not with a minion. Oh, damn. So with the creature. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. With with a min. Yes, with a minion of the creature. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? Actually, that was my intent for if we had brought Avril back was was what I was going to do. So I got a seven on my investigative mystery with the plus one forward. Okay. So wait, I'm, so correct me if I'm wrong. So with a forward, is that for the the mystery itself, or is that just for no, one roll? Just for one roll. Okay. Ongoing is for the entire mystery. Okay. Forward is just for the next roll. Um, now, real quick reminder for everybody: just make sure that every time you fail a roll with a six or less, that you're marking that for experience, uh, because we want to know how close to five experience you're going to get at the end of this arc, which is typically about three episodes, so okay. that we could track your level ups and whatnot, okay? Um, but with that, it, it is a partial success. So, uh, Professor Gunderson, um, with the materials that you have and the information that you have, is there a specific question you'd like to ask me uh, in regards to this mystery or monster? I Okay, so I think because I am a scientist myself, uh, I think I would want to know... Um, this might not be the right question to ask for, for this information, but, it's like, fine. what happened here? As in, okay. like, what happened to, like, to make this thing? Sure, sure. So you start to break down the mulch that you uh, have taken and you are you know placing them onto slides putting them into microscopes um you are you know placing them into different chemical compounds and seeing how they react um and you're able to deduce several things um from your sciencing but i, I should say that anything that i that that i was going to do as far as this that i would consider dangerous as a scientist i have the nuggies do on my behalf because they're expendable is is that the there can be more nuggies <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you are able to deduce a couple of things well first you recall seeing some kind of like vine or plant or appendage that was coming out of the ground right it hesitant to get onto the cement more than likely due to the fact that by being on the courtyard or the grass of the university they were able to travel fairly easily once you entered into the light you were able to discern that there were features uh, that weren't as much human-like as in more uh, plant-like so tougher skin bark-like uh, discoloring um, along those lines uh, flowers and, and leaves that are coming directly out of the hair. Um, but when you break down the compound of the mulch, you find out two things. The makeup of the mulch makes you believe that there is a larger 
creature that is controlling these maybe pod versions of these people. Maybe they're producing these pod versions or they turn these people into pods. Um, so that was kind of a part of your question. And the other one is there's a very interesting, um, almost like a reddish clay um, that is uh, kind of a unique compound. There isn't a lot of like red clay in the uh, outlying gardens, courtyards of the university. So that might help lead you to kind of find out where to go next. Yeah, so the red the red clay is actually just it is a clay, not like it's not like some some other compound that is made up of something else. No, yeah, so it it, it kind of like leads you to like think, okay, this creature is coming from somewhere specific. It is utilizing the earth around it and it is using this red clay. Where do we find red clay is kind of like the process. Cool. So how would you like to use this information? So I think I would want to, I mean, I know what, I know what the math scientist is going to want to do, but I would, I would tell, I mean, sort of, it's one of those things like as, as the experimentations are happening, I'm not like keeping it from Deandra or spin what I'm doing. It's like, I'm recording it into like a, a recording device, like an old tape one so that, you know, they can hear what's going on and, and kind of what, what I am discerning from the samples, but I'm definitely not directing it at them specifically so the two of you have this information now since he is talking out loud into a handheld recorder um, and you are kind of privy to this information wig i'm the outdoorsy type would i know where this red clay is around here i wonder if there's a role for that i mean i, I guess that just be like I, a smarts role or well no i mean you know honestly spin can also do an investigative mystery mm -hmm. as well um, it doesn't have to be just the professor. Um, you might be able to find different types of information from what you've already found out from the professor. Okay, so you want me to roll it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it's whatever it is, and then I add my sharp to it? Yes. Yes. Investigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 12 minus 1, 11. Oh wow! Damn. So you're you're very successful. Um, which typically in this situation you would be able to ask me two questions, whatever questions you'd really like. So there's a list of questions, but you could ask me whatever question you'd like. So your question was, would I know where this clay is from? Yes. Okay. So do you consider your character an outdoor outdoorsy type character? Absolutely. Like he's probably okay. like that's where he's probably like thrives the most is doing like outdoorsy stuff camping okay and stuff. perfect so carthago and the outlying areas of rhode island there's a lot of like metro parks forests um and you've kind of traversed all of them and you have actually come across this red clay before and now you are starting to panic a little bit because you are aware that um, there is a um, area of woods nearby a abandoned turnpike. This turnpike was basically kind of shut down because of all the highways that were created for the uh, you know the automobile you know uh, mm -hmm. revolution. And nearby there, there is a section of forest that the locals call Hell's Half Acre. And partially the reason for that is is because of the red clay uh, that is in that area. And there's a lot of 
myth and rumor behind it that this area might be red because of the soaked blood of the people that were killed there. Um, some of the history that you might remember or know about is that when the turnpike was shut down, all of these villages that like spawned around this turnpike kind of went into disrepair and people abandoned these like small villages and towns and a lot of crime and prostitution and a lot of other kind of like dealings happened there and you know there were stories about people being lured there and you know disappearing and stuff like that so you you just remembered that your friend Chad and I believe Terry were heading to Hell's Half Acre to look for Faye who is the most recent person that has disappeared from campus oh snap okay wig so I look at the clay I realize this well I, I kind of like come up on it like oh I know where that's from and then all the information kind of floods into my brain and I relay like everything I know about where the clay's from well, if we're <clears throat> if the plan is for us to go out, then perhaps we should go well equipped. I have an idea. Well equipped with what? Uh, Professor Gunter said we'll go back down the stairs to the fabrication lab, and I would like to fabricate something. Oh shit! Okay. So, is this one of your moves? Yes. So uh, part of the laboratory uh, is that I got to pick a couple of things for it. So I picked the examination room, the fabrication workshop, and the personal minions. So the fabrication workshop, uh, since most of your equipment is a bit unorthodox and probably illegal, you make most of your own gear. If you need a special item, roll plus weird. Uh, on a plus 10, you can make it and plenty of uh, plenty of it if that matters on a seven to nine you can make it but only barely on a miss you've crafted the wrong item okay so go ahead and roll your weird uh as a as a callback i would like to fabricate this is this is me extrapolating information we've determined these are plant things and i am uh slow and uh not well equipped to defend myself so i would like to do the only thing that a character uh that i play would do and that is make a flamethrower <laughs> okay. or or the equivalent thereof okay yeah. a very weird one uh that's what i'm talking about oh well uh that's an eight okay so that is a partial success so you're able to make your contraption um but either it is gonna like have a short supply of ammunition or it might be like volatile I, and could break at some point I, I was thinking that it's like got one charge yeah yeah it's, so it's enough like, for me to like get away yeah spray, and so we'll, we'll address that later hell yeah, <laughs> spray hell yeah. and pray um and so i i guess how like I, I would like for you or, or maybe for us to detail how this flamethrower might be different. Is it like... Well, it's you know, quite utilizes... simple, you see. These are plant-based creatures, as far as I can tell. And so what I've done is I've taken weed killer and oh, I've put no. a lighter in front of it. <laughs> and so it's flaming weed killer. God. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's more sophisticated than that. It's, but... I used a, what I did was I put the weed killer as, is an aerosol version of where it's, it's got like a, it's a spray. It's not really an yeah. aerosol. 
and I put it in a cock gun. Okay. Got nice. It. And then is the Questions? the flaming device like just a lighter, or does it have its own like flame coming from like a fuel like? We're on. Hey, look, we're on like limited time here, so it's, okay. It's okay. It's a lighter. So Professor Gunnarsson equips himself with a, a self-made flamethrower. Uh, Deandra, is there anything you need to get or spin um, before you head out to Hell's Half Acre? Uh, I'm going to see what Professor Gunnarsson is doing and kind of extrapolate what he's what he's up to. And I'm going to take the bottle of cheap liquor that I had bought. I'm going to rip a portion of my uh, dress shirt and stuff it into the neck of the bottle I, I guarantee you, if you wanted, there are probably just, like, loose rags that are probably oh, covering okay. the piece around. That, that, I'll do that then. I'll just grab a loose grease rag, and I'll stuff it in the bottle, and I'll just I'll just have that. Just a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. A spin? I'm just ready to move, so I, like, yeah, I see everybody grabbing stuff, and I just am kind of like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Reties the shoes. Very that. I don't know. So I'm, like, just hands, and I retie shoes. Hands in pockets. Hands on hips. Hands in pockets. Hands in pockets. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you uh, make your way out of the DJ Poly D center of the sciences building. And do, I guess, Deandra, we didn't discuss if you have a vehicle. Spin or Professor Gunderson, do you have a vehicle? Spin would not. So I don't have it as, based on last character... I think it has to be part of your character that you have a, a vehicle. Uh, a vehicle. It'll say in your character. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like Andy had his sedan and I had the van. Yeah. So none of your characters have a vehicle. We take it. We can take a cab. So you call a cab. Um, you know, it takes about like ten minutes for them to show up. It's a smaller town. Probably not a lot of fares. Do you do you think that the school might have like a faculty vehicle? Um, I, I would say that's... Can I, can I roll to see if the faculty vehicle is available? I, you know, sure. I'm just, Why are we wasting our time? We could just take a car. That is fair. Let's just find the closest car. I got a four on my, is the vehicle available? It's not. It's, okay. So you don't, but, so, Deandra, do you choose to just break into a vehicle? Oh, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna find the closest car, like break the window out and then I don't really uh, uh, before after I break the window I'm going to turn to spin and Professor Gunderson like do you know how to hotwire a car you mean like stealing yeah kids are your friends are in danger right I mean this feels like uh, like a kind of an important thing like I'm sure they would understand whoever's car this is and I already broke the window so like I guess so. In, in for a penny, in for a pound, you know? <laughs> I, like, elbow Professor Gunderson, and I'm like, we're your friends, Doc. And then I go over to help you. And, like, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like fiddling with the... the I there are, there are an unnecessary number of knobs and dials on this device I have just made. <laughs> Gunderson, come science this car to go. Uh, Fred, can I use magic to try and get the card to go. Oh, I, I don't it's, think that's right. Can I weird science to get the car to go? 
Weird science. I, I, I was about to suggest you don't even have to roll, but you could go ahead and roll weird science if you want. Look, because if I fail, it's good. Okay. We love failing in this house. I love to fail <laughs> on stupid shit. Uh, okay, well, I got a 10. Oh, sorry, I got an 11. Okay. Now, do you have the nuggies with you, or do they stay back in the they, uh So laboratory? the rule is they stay in the lab. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. the assistant that can go with. For for esoteric reasons, they can never leave with without ex exceptional circumstances. So you pull out what looks like, I don't know, some kind of like electronic screwdriver device and you just jam it into the ignition and you know you basically are able to start this car rapidly and with ease and now you are on your way to hell's half acre it only takes about i don't drive I, i'll drive i mean i'm probably not legal to drive at the moment but i'll drive i do sit shotgun though okay I, I ride like I in need the... I need the the leg room. I'm I'm older and it hurts for me to <laughs> get cramped up in the back seat. Oh, I probably also as well need leg room, but I absolutely forfeit shotgun and I sit in the middle of the back seat. And absolutely as soon as the as soon as Professor Gunson starts the vehicle, he starts playing with the radio and the AC to get it where he wants it. And if anybody tries to touch it, he like hits their hand. I'll take a big swig out of my, um, not the bottle, but my my flask, because I have both. I'll take a big swig out of the flask and then then start driving. Punch it. You know how I like it. Yeah. And you, you make it there in due time. It takes about 15 minutes, and you start noticing that um, the area that you're driving into is a lot less put together, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, the signs are kind of like... Uh, grown over with vines. Um, there's a lot of like what look like old shacks or homes that have been abandoned, um, you know, on the side of, of the road. And you kind of veer off. And as you get into what looks like this more densely forested area, you can see this like large turnpike that is just like haunted. It is just like empty and it is like grown over with foliage and there's even like abandoned cars on there um and it just looks like nobody comes this this part of town um rhode island is trashy okay damn <laughs> we just lost all of our Ro rhode island listeners <laughs> after we alienated the central coast and west coast last week damn anybody who went to college in rhode island is is trash because it's so trashy there Damn. Okay. That's for that's for right. one person. Steph, edit this out. <laughs> it's for one person named D DJ Polly D. You know, went to Brown Community College. He did not and... go to school. <laughs> <laughs> he paid his way through school. Yeah. All right. Um, you exit the vehicle and you kind of like come out to this uh, natural path. You know, um, it's surrounded by trees. It's not like uh, you know, cemented or uh, worked road. Um, and you kind of head into the forest and uh, you probably will need to do some kind of rule if you'd like to be able to track or find them. Uh, is it possible to stay on, like you said, this is like a, a turnpike that's overgrown, right? Is it possible to stay on concrete or do we have to go off road? 
Well, you're not on the actual turnpike. You are okay. driving on a like freeway, like a street. Okay. And you can see the turnpike like in the view as mm-hmm. you pull up to this like metro park, this it, wooden Sorry, area. so okay. the area we're in is like completely run down, abandoned, but the turnpike itself is still going. No, the turnpike is okay. also run down and covered with foliage and abandoned cars, as well as like the space. abandoned houses and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to turn to Professor Gunnarsson and be like, what do you think? Um, about what? Uh, do we just go into the woods full bore? Uh, I'll pull out a flashlight. Is that a rhetorical question or... Are we, are, yeah, kind of. We're, we're here. We 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 stole this very nice Honda Civic, and now mm-hmm. we're, I just, we're here, and you don't want to go. No, I want to go. I'm just I'm worried about you breaking a hip or something. That would that would be good for me. <laughs> Why would that be good? It's for another you? thing for me to overcome to make myself a better person, stronger than before. Okay. All right, I'm just gonna walk into the woods. Is it, or, or have we gotten to a point where the car can't keep going? Is that what's going? Correct. On? Yeah. Okay. So you're kind of going into the park or the forest. The, I'm gonna drive to the absolute limit of where I can drive. So like, to the point where like either the car gets stuck or the trees are too close together to keep driving. Okay. No, I figured we were just getting out of the vehicle. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, but I want to go as far as I can in the vehicle first. Right, 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 so right, the vehicle is as clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then get out of the vehicle and then into the woods. Yeah, yeah. You, you go so far to the point where uh, you are just completely covered in woods. It is dark, you know, very small patches of moonlight kind of, you know, peaks, you know, through the uh, dense leaves above. Um, and your car is like jammed up on just overgrown foliage and, and roots. Um, and as you exit out, um, Professor Gunderson's flashlight reveals what looks like small traces of just like red patchy ground. You are seeing some of these similar clay uh, kind of soil or uh, uh, earth that you found uh, with that mulch creature. Um, so you do feel like you're in the right area. Hell yeah. All right, I'm going to just start going. I'm going to pull out my flashlight as well um, and start heading off into the woods. I feel like Professor Gunderson would absolutely be the one to say stupid stuff that's not helpful, like, everybody, keep a sharp eye. <laughs> After a couple of minutes, you notice what looks like a large cabin that is once again just in disrepair um, and overgrown but there is movement in front of it and you actually see a person who is pacing back and forth in front of this building is there light coming from that uh, cabin Uh, there is no light coming from the inside of the cabin so I will not turn off the flashlight. Uh, do they seem to notice us? Since there's like two big flashlights headed towards them. Um, you're probably about 50 feet away. 
Um, and even though your lights would have probably, you know, flashed on them, they don't respond to the light towards where you're coming from. They just keep pacing back and forth. It almost looks like they're talking to themselves um, and uh, looks just distracted, occupied. Um, I'm going to shine, as we approach, I'm going to shine my light to their feet. Can we to see if read I, a bad uh, situation? Yeah, you can do that. Um, you shine a light towards the feet, but you don't see anything that looks off. I mean, they are barefoot. There are no shoes, but you don't okay. notice anything untowards. It's probably just so overgrown that it's hard to discern gotcha. um, from this distance other what than you their... noticed with the other person. Before. Right, other than they're barefoot. I did not succeed on my read a bad situation roll. Damn. Now, remember, all of you guys can do a read a bad situation. You could choose not to. What, like, what does reading a bad situation look like? Does, like, what does it look like Professor Gunderson is doing? Uh, so I think because I failed, I think what I would probably start doing is I would, you know, you, you've seen like the thing that's moving around and I'm like looking up into trees to see if there's something like I'm, I'm, I am not focused on what we have perceived as being a thing to focus on or my, my, my blinders are on. So I'm not seeing what else is around me. Okay. I'm going to like continue forward and I'm going to shout out to the person. I'm gonna say pretty close. If we're still like, if we're still walking forward, I'm gonna take like a lead position. Okay. So we make like a lead. Oh, thank God! Uh, are, are you here to rescue us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, she's so hurt. I, I, I need your help. Um, she can't move. I think, I think her leg's broken. Who? Who the devil are you? Oh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. My name is Alicia. Is that one of the missing peoples? Uh, yes. So since you had all the posters um, from the kind of like student center from earlier, uh, that is also another name. And this one is a little bit more recent, um, but not the most recent person that is missing. Gotcha. Well, are you going to come into the house and, and grab her? How about you go bring her out? I'm afraid, like, I don't want to hurt her. And can you guys help pick her up? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll help pick her up. I, I just don't think she should just be moved by one person. Her, there's like bone coming out of her leg. Is this person lying to me? Oh, that's right. He knows that. That's a great. Me. That's a great question. Damn. Um, you yes. can't. You can't yes. lie. If he asks you, you can't be a cop. Yes. <laughs> you can't be a cop. Um, you gotta tell me. Al- if you're although, a cop. although it is, it is much harder for you to read this person than the average person. You are gotcha. able to pick up on facial tics, body language. Mm-hmm. You're able to hear uh, pitches in a voice and how that changes when somebody lies to you. Right. All of those things are like non-existent, but you can still tell that there is something off and they are not telling you the truth. They are trying to lead you into the house. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to like 
whisper so the two with me can hear me, but the other person can't. And would say, there's something up. There, I don't think there's anybody in that house. I think they're trying to get us to go in there. I repositioned my body because I was going to walk in the house, and then I straightened back up like I wasn't going to walk in the house. There's something up. Why are you out here to begin with? I, we we went for a, a, a midnight walk. We were stargazing together, and I, I don't know what happened, but we didn't see the ravine, and, and she tumbled in and broke her leg, and... I mean, it took everything in my power to get her here. And I thought she would be warm and I was going to go find help, but I didn't know what to do. My battery is dead. Look, I, I just need you to... Miss Thompson, did you say that she was one of the ones that's been missing? She has been, yeah. How long or ago... Yeah. going to ask is how long. Yeah, how long? Uh, she disappeared like six months ago. Yeah, like six months. This, is, this girl's been gone for forever. What... Do you know of Avril? Uh, what? Avril. Like Avril Lavigne, the musical artist? Avril Harley. Uh, I, I mean, her name sounds familiar. Was she... A, I don't understand these questions. Why aren't you helping me? Why aren't you helping her? Well, perhaps it is a strange thing to see in a missing person in the middle of the night in a mysterious area like this. Yes, but you just told me you're here to rescue me. Did, did, Why did, did, else did, would I be here? Does anybody have an extra pair of shoes? I popped the trunk on the car. <laughs> the, the, the car is way back. You guys oh, left we, the car, we, We've remember. been moving. Yeah, yeah, we've, I'm getting yeah. my steps in. All right, this is a, this is a gamble. I'm going to take my shoes off and I'm going to toss them to her and be like, put these what? shoes on. What, what, what do you mean? Put your shoes on. What? I'm going to pull out my magnum. Put the shoes on. Wh why, why do you have a gun? It, okay. I'll put these shoes. I am on. very offended that you are calling out her weapon, but not my ingenious <laughs> invention. I, is that, is that weed killer? What, what is that? I'm surprised that? you can see it at this distance. In a, well, you just brought it up and was mad at me for not noticing it, so I'm noticing it now. <laughs> it looks like a gun. It, like a cocking gun with a bottle of weed killer underneath it. It's science. So she puts, she puts on one shoe and she just kind of like starts like limping towards you and she's putting on the second shoe and as she goes I to shine a that, flashlight at her other foot <laughs> yeah and and at this point like you can see like it she's close enough you're kind of maybe moving forward and you can see the same telltale signs at this point that something is off she is not who she says she is or she is a different version of herself light her up you first. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, all right. It's probably. Cool. She's probably. I'm, I'm gonna guess she's still too far away for me to think that the thing I have is effective. I'm gonna just fire my magnum at her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kick, roll blam, kicks blam. ass. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, I'm not good at this. Yeah. I'm I know. Not good at this. I'm not good at this at all. 
Um, I got a five. Oof. Oh, no. So, uh, that is not a success. Uh, no. You will take one experience point. And as you, like, pull your gun up intently to shoot this person, they immediately just start dashing towards you with just scary speed. And they just collide into you. And the two of you go tumbling into the grass uh, uh, in an embrace, and you're going to take one point of bludgeoning damage from uh, dropping onto the ground. Okay. Ouch. All right. So now you see this person for who they are at this distance. You can see that they are some type of plant humanoid creature, um, and they are just thrashing at Deandra uh, with their just like calloused and hard like almost bark-like skin-covered hands. Spin, Professor Gunderson, what would you like to do? Well, I'm not going to shoot my thing at them right now. Uh, I am going to move also with freakish speed and... Can I scoop... roll to help? Uh, I wanted to scoop it off at the Indra. I would like to help out Spin. Okay, go ahead and roll your help out. Ha! Uh, nah, it's only a six. Okay, so once again, you mark experience. Heck, wait, what uh, happens if you miss on help out? I, I don't think it does anything, right? Does it give a detriment? It, does, it doesn't say what happens, so I just I just fail. Yeah. Okay. okay, so yeah, I want to scoop this thing off of Deandra. So are you, like, doing, like, a suplex or something like that? Like, uh... Nothing that even refined. Like, I just see... I, it whips past me, knocks over Deandra. I just, like, turn on my heel, charge in, and then I'm just, like, grabbing and lifting. Okay. Um, so I'm going to roll, and then what do I add? Tough? Tough. Nine. Okay, so that is a partial success. Um... So you are able to take this creature off of Deandra, uh, but now you're kind of like in a grapple embrace with this creature, and it is just like banging up against you. Um, you do, do you have any natural armor as an athlete? I don't believe so. I do. I have a shit oh, ton do? of natural armor. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. What is it? Like, is it like a so, plus one, uh, a plus two? Yeah, the type of athlete I am... Um... If ever I kick ass, I always take less damage. So did what was I doing right now, kicking ass? Yes, yeah. So then, yeah, I automatically take one less damage. And you're only going to take one point of damage. So at this point, you have fully negated any damage that you were going to take. And your athletic prowess is able to kind of keep them at bay. You're blocking their uh, punches and you're grappling them so they're unable to get, like, a good swing on you. And so the two of you are currently, like, in a dance uh, of Tussling. grappling. Yeah. So, Deandra, uh, Professor Gunderson, uh, what would you like to do? Give me a sec here, because I, I feel risky. like this is... It's a, it's a bad uh, bad time for me to try and shoot into combat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's... It, I mean, you know, a flamethrower is probably, like, a messy... Oh, yeah, absolutely. area, like, probably, like, three damage, so, you know... I think I would like to 
so I can use magic, which I just do my weird science on, to inflict harm. So I yeah. think what I would I would try and do something like. Um, so you can do something of, like the syringe, like you did earlier, like a potion, maybe some kind of. Oh, well, like, that, that's that's more like a kick ass. But I'm thinking for this one, it's like, oh, I would repurpose the thing that I have, and I would try and just instead of lighting it on fire, I would just spray the weed killer. Okay, yeah, that's actually a great that idea. That might actually just be like a kick ass. But you could choose. You could choose either or. Um, whichever one is probably more beneficial to you. I mean, use magic is but one harm. Well, yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do use magic. I'm sorry, a weird science. Uh, that is a ten. Yeah, so that is a success, um, and. You, you can see that you start spraying this compound without the flaming aspect of it. And you could just see like this chemical um, just spray onto the skin of this creature. And it immediately, like almost like in an acidic way, just starts eating away at its skin. And this smell comes off of it that has like this awful chemical uh, and kind of like earthy smell. And due to the pain that it receives, it like, goes of spin like kind of breaks away and now is no longer entangled with spin and i'll say that that was my use of the the thing that i made okay because that's i mean that was what i was using as fuel for it um i guess since you only had one use of it and you utilize it for this um person or this creature i would say that you just keep dowsing it with the entirety of the bottle of this weed killer and it just slowly just chemically melts away into just like this noxious fuming pile of wet oh I, I cut across its torso so spins just holding like the upper part of it with like, the arms <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then it's gonna get severed from the ground yeah, that's real gross doc <laughs> yeah so this creature is no more um none of uh, other than deandra now remember both Professor Gunderson and Deander took one point of damage in the first Last session. Round. Yeah, Realized. and then That's now Deander is up to two points yes. uh, right now. Um, the creature is kind of like uh, just melted away. Uh, the vine uh, that was connected to the foot of this creature like just slips back into the ground almost like, like disconcertingly just whips away uh, and you have this cabin in front of you what would you like to do i'm beginning to think that we should have figured out where that vine was coming from maybe i'm gonna grab my shoes and the one that it put on when it like melted i'm gonna sniff it real quick to make sure it's, it's not got too stuff bad. it's got stuff in it i'm i'm gonna sn i'm gonna give it like a good old sniff test and then put it on and although it is a little wet and slimy you do put it on and the shoe itself is fine Right. My chucks. Like, give me my chucks back. What kind of chucks you got going on? <laughs> the classic all-star with the high classic top? Or? Yeah, classic, classic all-star. High top. All right, all right. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, I'm going to look at the both of you and be like, uh, I know I'm not that tough, but you guys should stick behind me. <laughs> yeah. Spin, this is why I tell people to pay attention to my classes. Yeah. <laughs> One day, all this could be yours. The power. 
power of spraying weed coming out of the thing? <laughs> yes, the power of Roundup. All right. Sure thing, Doc. It seems like we have two options. It seems like they're in this building is going to be something worse or the kids that are missing. And if I just throw a Molotov cocktail at the building and burn it down now, we can avoid a lot of trouble, but we also might kill those kids. Uh, Fred, for, for all intents and purposes, I will take a sample of the melted goo as well, or the melted plant creature. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at your opinions. Do you think the kids are in there? I can check it out. Mm, perhaps we should investigate more closely before we decide to go in and end things so violently. I do get a plus one if I don't do what you say. <laughs> this is why we will never see eye to eye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I... I'll, all right, I'll concede that we should investigate first. Okay. Uh, so the I'll, three of you... I'll take, like, the a front position. You guys can shine the lights over my shoulder. Yeah. The three of you stealthily move towards the cabin. Do you go through the front door? Do you try to peek in through a boarded-up window? What would you like to do, Spin? Is the door shut? Um, it is ajar. It's a jar. All right, I'm going to take a defensive posture and front kick the door in the hopes that I could get it off the hinges. Okay. Blow the door in. Roll kick some ass. Pray for me. Oop, shit. <laughs> that was a different character concept I had. <laughs> Six, uh, two is eight plus two, ten. So you are successful. You kind of gingerly step up the three steps onto the front patio. You get in front of this just really dilapidated door. It's basically hanging on its hinges. It's almost like sideways. You kick it with just great strength. And the door goes flying forward and splinters against something. And as the door breaks away you get a view of what's inside this cabin. To the left-hand side, you actually see two people. You see Chad and Terry. Um, they're on the ground. They look like maybe they are unconscious, but otherwise look normal-ish to you, at least from this vantage point. Um, but in front of you, where the door splintered apart, is an incredibly large, writhing thing for a lack of a better way to describe it. Upon its back are large, what look like almost flower-like postules. They're bulbs, several of them, almost whitish and pink in color. The body of this thing is probably the size of the Honda Civic that you came in, and it is just green and red. Um, and then it tapers off into what looks like another flower-like bulb and it is pointing towards you and out of the what maybe you consider the mouth of this creature is a body but the head is inside of the mouth and it looks at you the 
mouth opens up, the flower petals open up, and the body drops to the ground. The head is just like skull with scraps of meat on it, and it emits this incredibly loud shriek as what looks like maybe sap or some type of liquid comes spraying out of its mouth towards you. And that is where we're going to call it for tonight. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. We're having so much fun playing and producing this new show, so stay tuned for more to come. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, make sure to check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greetings Adventurers, a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you wanted to follow the people who make this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Puke, and Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Our show is also edited by Steph at Steph O. Kingston and produced by yours truly. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.